The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Gabby from What's Gabby Cooking. And seeing as how we've all got a little extra time on our hands at home, um, hello, social distancing, let's get down to business in the kitchen. Come hang every Monday while we talk about all things food and I answer your burning questions about cooking, ingredients, swaps, tips and tricks, etc. I'm also gonna be highlighting super rad small businesses and we're gonna be learning about other incredible makers in the food world and who even knows what else. Anything's fair game in 2020, right? What's Gabby cooking in the wild? Here we come. Let some things be retrograde. That is so retrograde. Woo-woo. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Elizabeth. Oh, hey, Elizabeth. I'm Stephanie. Hey, listeners. Hey, Hi, angels. Guys. Hey, guides. Hey, spirits. <laughs> I want to take a second and talk about the fantastic, honest, informative episode that you graced us with last week. Oh, thanks. Loved it so much. Honestly, that means so much to me. Your guidance was very much needed and felt and it was really fun. I I really, it was scary. I'll be honest with you at first and I kind of was scattered and then listeners peeling back the curtain. I called Elizabeth and I was like, okay, here's like the things I want to talk about. Here's the questions I got. And I think I just might've recorded something like very unclear. And then we put it in like an organized fashion. And so it was just, you were still with me, even though you weren't there. (laughs) It was wonderful. And I I I loved the final product. Oh, you did? Yeah. I also felt so vulnerable. Like after I posted it and I like went to bed at night, I was like, (laughs) shivering in my sheets, got into my higher dose sweat bag and I was still shivering from vulnerability. (laughs) Well, I, that's what I felt like made it so good Mm. was just how truthful. So guys, if you haven't listened to that episode, it came out last week, Steph leading the charge the first time that it's just Steph, which was, you know, we're growing, we're evolving. We've had as, you know, doing this show for the past six years and Stephanie and I as friends, as business partners, as collaborators, creative brothers, you know, all the things we've sisters had a lot of conversations, sisters close. We've had a lot of conversations about us wanting to let that so retrograde grow along with us. Mm -hmm. So solo episodes where we feel called to talk about what's and on our hearts and minds, that's that's one of those examples. So actually, I am going to be doing my first solo episode yes. coming up soon. That has the topic was born from a lot of conversations I've been having on the show and with listeners and with friends, all about starting the artist's way. So if anybody is feeling called to check out Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way. It's a 12-week program. This conversation next week is going to be all about just best practices in starting it and sticking to it and all of that. So if anyone has any questions, specifics, non-specifics. Well, I'll say just as a as yeah. a support of this, I am such a big fan of The Artist's Way. It's actually, I, I don't know, I think you know this obviously, but the Artist Way is actually the book that got me into doing stand-up. The, I, I attribute The Artist Way to really the beginning of my real focused creative career. Before that, I was just trying to be 
an actor, but I was feeling very kind of lost and like, I don't know, just disconnected. And like, it didn't really feel like it was the full extent of what I was like meant to be doing at that time. And then stand up like just kept coming up and I was like, fuck. This goddamn book no, me, it gave me a challenge and now I must take it. It's the type of work that will lead you to the next creative venture. Even if you don't even think of yourself as an mm -hmm. artist or a creator, it will bring you there. It's so magical. Mm -hmm. So if anybody has any specific questions, I definitely want to get into them in the conversation. So DM me at Whoa. Elizabeth Cott on Instagram or at So Retrograde or hi at That's So Retrograde. All are places that you can get in touch with us. Sweet. So speaking of impactful books mm. and things. Mm, nice segue. Thank you. Well done. We've got Melissa Urban, who's been a manifest destiny joining us. She, you know, brought Whole30 into the world, which has been life-changing. We never really had the exact correct language to describe the intention behind it. And the way that she talks about it, you're just like, wow, like the intention is actually reflective of exactly how I feel about it. So it's, but I wouldn't have maybe put it in that, those terms. And yeah. it was just so awesome. She's like, she's such like a warrior for equality. Yeah. And it's incredible. Yeah. So guys, without further ado, we're going to get into that. And then we're going to throw some roses in at the end. Great. We Bring love back roses. an old, an old pal. So hit it. Guys, uh, we are so excited for today's conversation. We have a real legend in the Zoom today. Yes. Melissa Urban, co-founder of Whole30, something that has had such a massive impact on our lives. Thank you so much for being here. We've wanted to make this happen for years. I have too. So I'm so excited that we could finally get together. Oh, that's so nice to hear. I remember when we first discovered you, I think in 2018, right after that, we we're like, we have to find this woman. She's a genius. Yeah. She's changed our life. So changed our life. Yeah. And uh so Whole30, how would you describe Whole30? So we describe Whole30 as a reset for your health habits and relationship with food. So it's a 30-day nutrition reset. It's not a diet. It's not a weight loss program. It's not a cleanse or a detox. It's really at its heart, a self-experiment designed to teach you how individual food groups work in your own body. Amazing. Yeah, I think that that's actually a really important distinction because to be fully transparent, as Stephanie and I over the years have talked about our experience with Whole30 on the show, we've had some really interesting feedback around promoting a diet. And mm -hmm. yeah. obviously, thank God there has been such a new awareness around diet culture and moving away from that. So how do you reframe diet culture in, in the present moment? Yeah. You know, Whole30 has always been what I would describe as like the anti-diet in terms of strict diet culture. You know, diet culture, which is something we all grew up with, and it's kind of the only thing we've known until recently, teaches us that, you know, the only health efforts we want to make are around our body shape and our body size and body weight. And it equates body weight and size with health, which those two factors are like not related. It also uh, really relies on nothing but willpower and deprivation and restriction 
to get you to that aforementioned place. Diet culture assumes that, especially as women, the only thing we care about is what size our pants are and that our value and our worth should be tied to that number. And what Whole30 has come in to do and to say is very clearly, there are a number of different things that can change when you change the food on your plate that have nothing to do with the scale and nothing to do with that number. And if you are so hyper-focused on that number, you are going to lose the benefit of all of these other awesome things that can happen when you figure out for yourself which foods work for you. You know, things like energy and sleep and focus and creativity and self-confidence and digestion and skin and aches and pains and you know, cravings and mental health, all of these things can be related to food. But if you're so hyper-focused on what the number on the scale says, you're going to miss all of that. So here comes Whole30. And we're going to say, look, for 30 days, you're going to pull these foods out that are really commonly problematic and see what changes. And you're not going to get on the scale. You're not going to weigh yourself for 30 days. You're not going to take body measurements for 30 days. And you're not doing this for weight loss. We don't talk about weight loss at all. We don't show you before and after pictures of people in bikinis or, you know, skimpy clothing. Like that's not what we do because at the end of those 30 days, we want you to bring those foods back in, compare your experience and create your own perfect sustainable diet for you. One that has nothing to do with the number on the scale and everything to do with how you live and how you perform based on the foods that you know suit you best. God. Like want to relish Chills. in the way that you talked about that, <laughs> but it's just so true because the way that the standard diet is, in and I'll speak for America. Obviously, I don't completely know how it is in the rest of the world, though I have done a little bit of traveling. Um, Speaking I, I on will, behalf of America, Steph Simbari. Uh, yeah, hello. <clears throat> Vote for me. <laughs> um, don't look into my past. I've done some suspicious things. I, I, there's so many things that are, especially now in like the health food realm, where there's all these different fillers of, and I don't even know if they're really called fillers, but it's like everything has like a chickpea flour in it or a pea flour or a sunflower. And like, these are little tiny add-ons to get away from whatever the overarching thing was used to be maybe like corn. Now we're moving into a different direction, but just because they're different and they're not the, the agreed upon bad doesn't mean that your system loves them. And that's something that I always had a real hard time with when it came to like, like when I tried to be vegan or vegetarian, it was like all these substitute foods. Okay, sure. They weren't meat and dairy, but they had things that my body also didn't like. And I didn't have a system back then yeah. of, a, of knowing how to eliminate in a methodical, healthy way. And until the whole 30 came around and that was the first time where I really started to examine every single ingredient from the lens of my body's happiness with it, not from uh, the consensus of the mainstream of like what's better slash worse. Yes. Well, diet culture likes to vilify food and attach morality mm -hmm. to food. So foods are good or bad. You are good or bad based on what's on your plate, right? Even like the messaging we get around media reinforces that. Like, you know, guilty pleasure and like, oh, I was so bad yesterday or, oh, I had a cheat meal. And there is no morality when it comes to food and foods are not good mm -hmm. or bad. There are foods that maybe do not work as well for you, but that's just as likely to be broccoli as it mm -hmm. is sugar. So what we do on the whole 30 is we say, look, based on this clinical experience of like me leading people through the program for 11 years and a foundation of scientific literature that says these food groups can be problematic to varying degrees across a broad range of people. Let's pull them out and reintroduce them like a self-experiment and see how they work for you. Not because the foods are bad. We're not pulling them out because they're bad. They're just unknown. Mm -hmm. And in order for you to figure out what works for you, which is what every healthcare and dietitian expert in the world says, right? You have to do what works for you. People are like, awesome. I'm on board. 
how do I know what works for me? And so Whole30 is the answer to how you do this self-experiment to figure out exactly what your body thrives on Mm -hmm. and what you may want to leave out unless it's, you know, super special and worth it for you, in which case have at it. Can I tell you a really weird discovery I made on Whole30? Yeah. So, you know, there's the emphasis on having the the balance in the breakfast of fat and protein and I can't have eggs. So I was eating a lot of hot dogs for breakfast. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I learned that I can't eat avocado. Like to what, to your point, it's like this superfood that everyone's talking about. And I was like eating a lot of avocado. My stomach was really, really hurting time and time again. I was getting more bloated. I was like, wait, this is supposed to be like the Lord's food where everyone loves it. And my body (laughs) is just like, no, honey, you can't have it. So that was one of the most interesting things I would have never in a million years known to take that out. Yeah. And that's the real power of this elimination and reintroduction. You know, you can read every scientific study. You can read all the mainstream media articles that says this food is a superfood or this food is terrible for you. But until you figure out how it works for you in your individual context, you don't, mm-hmm. you can't really trust all of that stuff. Those, those mainstream articles are not taking your individual physiology into account. And Whole30 is just as much about figuring out what you can say yes to. You know, I can say yes to popcorn. I can say yes to white rice with every single meal because it works so well. I love my oatmeal. I love my Justin's peanut butter cups. And I know exactly how much I can include in my everyday diet and still feel and perform as good as I want to feel and perform. That's the end result of Whole30. That's your Mm -hmm. food freedom. I really like the emphasis on using those 30 days as a learning experience to, as you said, understand what works for our bodies. One thing, and I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this, but one thing that I've experienced in in gaining that information is sometimes being, and I guess this is like decades of just the learned behavior and like fucked up culture that the 90s and early 2000s were. But I, for instance, like I know how good I feel when I'm adhering to like a whole, like my version of Whole30 in my daily life. And then for instance, to like- Is your version just Whole30 with weed? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. With an edible. With an edible. Um, Mine too. (laughs) So then I I do have some negative self-talk around when I go away from it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that I've noticed behavior. that I want to, yeah, that I know is so yeah. deeply ingrained and so something that I can fully see the landscape of and like eradicate. But I wonder if what you say to those who might say that the focus is is too much on like the cans and shoulds and not. Yeah. So there's a couple things here. First is that that's a learned behavior based on diet culture, that the foods that you eliminate, you have to eliminate because they're bad. And when you reintroduce them, they're still bad foods. And we emphasize from the very beginning, not to think about the foods you eliminate as bad. They're just unknown. It is a scientific experiment. And the analogy I use in one of my books is say you have two pets, you've got a cat and a dog and your allergies start really acting up and you're not sure if it's your cat or your dog. So you send them to live at your mom's and at the end of the 30 days, you bring them back in and you discover that it wasn't your pets at all. It was the tree outside your house and it was just the season. Do you feel guilty about bringing your dog and cat back? Like, no, you're pumped that you have these things that you love back in your Mm. life and you've figured out a way to have them in your life that still makes you feel good. It's the same with these foods. If you eliminate 
and bring them back in and find they either work for you or they don't work so great for you, but they're so delicious or so special or so culturally or family significant that you want to have them in your life, then I want you to enjoy that. There's no guilt around it. There's no shame. Again, these foods are not bad. Like you get to bring these back in in a very conscientious and deliberate way. And now your life is more full and rich because of it. That should be something we celebrate, not something we have negative self-talk about. Okay, guys, today we are talking about a new partner for Retrograde Land, but they are a brand that we have certainly mentioned on the show before. We're talking about the NUCO. That's spelled N-U-E-C-O. I'm sure you guys have heard of them. They are a clean supplement brand on a mission to improve our health by addressing not just physical well-being, but mental, environmental, and social well-being too. Their supplements help with issues from gut health to stress and sleep, and Business Insider said that their products work better than any other in the market. And I have to tell you guys, like, I obviously pay attention to a lot of what's out there, and I'm not seeing these ingredients used in these formulations from any other brand. So I've just been having my eye on what they've been up to for a really long time. And I've been really impressed how they've taken a different approach to skincare. They use ingestible and topical supplements that focus on improving the health of your skin. And they have this ingestible retinol skin filter that I just started using a few weeks ago that they say is known as a real life Instagram filter, helping to blur all those telltale signs of stress or too much time in the sun, such as breakouts and hyperpigmentation. So far, I really like it. Keep a lookout for their brand new launch, which is called Barrier Culture. It's a cleanser and moisturizer duo that offers a preventative universal approach to skin health in a two-step routine. I started about two weeks ago using this product of theirs called The Pill. That is a serum I've been using in the morning. I'll wash my face. I'll put the serum on, let that hang out for like 10 minutes, and then I'll continue on with my routine. So just want you guys to head over to their website, thenewco.com. All of their formulas are made using clean and sustainable ingredients, sourced using practices that reinvest into farming communities. We're just the biggest fans. So you'll get 20% off any of their supplements using code TSR20. Again, just visit the new code. That's T-H-E-N-U-E-C-O.com. TSR20. Check it out. This next partner feels oh so right for a food-based episode. So I love, love, love this brand. It is called Outstanding Foods, and they create addictively delicious snacks that are 100% plant-based and packed with protein and nutrition. All of their products are free of gluten, GMOs, artificial ingredients, trans fat, cholesterol, and soy, and are certified kosher, certified plant-based, and certified gluten-free. And I don't know about you, but I just love getting snacks delivered to my door. It is something that I shan't be giving up when the world opens up again. It's just nice to to be stocked up. And I certainly stocked up on Outstanding Foods over the past few months. They come in four delicious flavors, including Hella Hot, Pizza Parte, that's P-A-R-T-A-Y, in case you're writing it down, White Cheddar and Chill Ranch. My personal favorite is the Pizza Parte because I love a parte, you know? 
For those of you who grew up eating pork rinds, I highly recommend checking out their Pig Out Pigless Pork Rinds as well. Now, I've never personally tried a pork rind, but I love these snacks. They taste delicious. I don't think I ever need to explore the pork option because they're they're so delish the way they are. They're the perfect snacks to have around the house. We love them so much. And if you order them and you're not feeling it, no worries. Outstanding Foods has a 60-day money-back guarantee, meaning if you don't love it, you get your money back. No questions asked. So we've worked out a deal with them because we love them so much. That's so retrograde listeners receive 25% off your first order. Go to outstandingfoods.com slash retrograde. Use our code retrograde at checkout to claim the deal. That's O-U-T-S-T-A-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-O-D-S.com slash retrograde. We love to love it. Now back to the show. So many things we want to talk to you about. Okay. So one thing I've noticed is the entire Whole30 subculture. So you have hundreds, thousands of blogs that are all dedicated to Whole30 recipes. Whole30 is on so many products, like a little Whole30 stamp of approval. There's an entire cookbook library with like a Whole30 lens. And just like how, when did that start happening? And did it like, how did it feel just to have this be your baby and to have this whole industry built around it? I think our first Whole30 approved item, which is a a jerky company that's sadly no longer in business, was like 2011. And they were like making this awesome jerky and dried fruit combination. And I was like, hey, this meets our Whole30 like, you know, program requirements. Can we just promote it for you? And and you can tell people about the Whole30 and like this could just be a cool partnership. And they were like, yeah. And now, you know, fast forward 10 years later and we've got three salad bowls at Chipotle branded Whole30. We've got an entire Whole30 menu at Sweetgreen. We've got a Whole30 delivered restaurant concept in Chicago and New York. Like it's grown so fast and so far, but it's really born from which everything I do is born from serving the community. It's a win, win, win to have these Whole30 approved products out in the marketplace because the community now has instant access to products that you know suit your either Whole30 or food freedom lifestyle. It's got no added sugar, no gluten, no dairy, no soy. So even if you're not doing a Whole30, if your child just has these sensitivities, you know you can eat it just by looking at the label. It introduces our awesome partners, all of whom have a close personal relationship with us and with me, and we know their company and their policies and their values and the founders. It introduces them to this huge, fiercely loyal community where now like they have access to, you know, this group who's wildly passionate about Whole30 and wants to support their products. And it's great for us because we have made it more accessible for people to do the Whole30, for people who have more money than time or who like the convenience products or who need to, you know, eat frozen meals or take out a couple times a week because of their schedules. Like we've made that possible now. So it's really like a win-win-win all around. And it makes me so happy to go into Whole Foods and see all those Whole30 logos on products. (laughs) And I really think it speaks to just like how effective it is. You know, it wouldn't take off like that if it wasn't coming from a place of, like you said, like there's a science behind it and there's real truth behind it. It's not something that is or will ever be a fad because these are foundational things that will always be true. Is there anything that you've discovered in the evolution of from from now, from then till now that like, I mean, I'm sure you've added stuff along the way. I know that you have because I've, I've been watching, but 
you know, is there like another food group that you foresee coming into the fold that is, you know, uh, more irritating or inflammatory that wasn't there before? Anything like that, that's sort of like as the landscape evolves. So yeah. is your awareness. So, you know, we've got an advisory board of MDs and RDs who are always looking at the latest science. And if the science changes, of course, our program guidelines change. A lot of times the rules of the Whole30 change because the food landscape changes. So all of a sudden, like three years ago, we noticed people were just mainlining Trader Joe's plantain chips, right? Like hoovering them because <laughs> you can kind of technically skirt around the whole 30 rules because they're not potatoes and they're not potato chips. And technically, even though they are deep fried in vegetable oil, like those are technically whole 30 compatible. And we had to look at the landscape and realize that all of these companies were now making coconut cassava tortilla chips. And, you know, Jackson's was making like a coconut oil potato chip and technically they were compatible. But if you're trying to change your habits and your emotional relationship with food, mainlining a bag of like any kind of store-bought chips is not in the spirit or intention of the whole 30s. So we had to make a change <laughs> to the rules where we were like, okay, no more store-bought chips. Right. And it, again, the program is only 30 days. So if you're like clinging desperately to that bag of plantain chips, I'm going to suggest that you take a look at your relationship with those plantain chips. So, you know, we eliminated those. We brought plantain chips are my mom, (laughs) right? I'm like, it's like 30 days, right? You can, you could probably go without, we brought green peas back in about a year ago because looking at the science and technically botanically, they're a legume and other legumes can be, you know, soy and peanuts can be problematic, but we looked at all the science and we were like, man, green peas are like really not that problematic. And it helps those who tend to lean towards more plant-based meals. So we brought those back in. If the science changes, then our, you know, program guidelines change, but really it's held up remarkably well since the first kind of creation or first iteration in 2009. What was your driving force to kind of make the first iteration? It was a two-person self-experiment. It Mm -hmm. was my co-founder and I in 2009, after a really difficult Olympic lifting session, we were both really into CrossFit. I was really into my performance. And he kind of speculated in the moment sitting on the floor of CrossFit Boston. Like, I wonder if we like squeaky cleaned up our diet kind of along a paleo framework. Like we really only ate like whole real food, you know, meat, vegetables, whatever. I wonder if we did that for 30 days, like what would happen to our performance in the gym. And I was eating Thin Mints at the time, like straight out of the sleep (laughs) because I had just exercised and I had earned them. Uh And I was like, yeah, that sounds good. Like, when should we do that? And I was like, we should start right now. And I'm very like black or white (laughs) on or off. Like it's go. I'm like, okay, fine. I handed my Thin Mints to my friend Zach and I was like, let's do it. And that was really the start of the whole 30. And I had such an incredible experience. Physically, I had an amazing experience. Fine. But what the Whole30 showed me were all of the ways that I was using food the way I used to use drugs. So I'm a drug addict in recovery, and I used to use drugs to numb and self-soothe and relieve anxiety and show myself love and comfort and distract. And the Whole30 showed me all the ways that I was using food in that same capacity. It was such an eye-opening experience that I wanted to share about it on my blog. And like that's literally how it was born. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, those... The, the food as a coping mechanism really stares you right in the face in doing this work. And it's been really amazing to, to, to recognize that and work through that. I mean, in, in the absence of the foods that you would normally use that society says are acceptable and even encouraged to use to 
numb and relieve anxiety and self-soothe and show yourself love, right? Like, oh, your boyfriend broke up with you. Go have a pint of ice cream or, oh, tough day at the office. Open a glass of wine when you come home. In the absence of those foods, when you can't lean on those, it is just you and your feelings. And now Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, I need another way to process what I'm experiencing in a way that doesn't involve automatically reaching for something sweet or salty or fatty or boozy. And yeah, it's really eye-opening. Yeah. But then once you get over the hump, damn, it's like, I remember the first time I saw myself in the mirror after finally the sugar dragon had, you know, released its grip on me. I felt like I was seeing myself for the first time. Like my eyes looked so white and so clear. And I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Like I've been under a layer of like something that I wasn't aware of. And I don't, I really, the sugar thing was a revelation for me because I was like, really thought I had like kind of a mood disorder, but it turns out I was just always uh, having a sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Packing stevia. Yeah. I, I remember <laughs> how obsessed with stevia I used to be. I had like a grandma level addiction. In your purse, she would take like anywhere she could, she would be like stocking those things for later. It like I felt like a whole druggy thing. afraid that if I was to be like out and about without a stevia, like I wouldn't be okay. Yeah. See? Yeah. That's problematic, <laughs> but not unusual. Yeah, no, I know. But I was like justifying it because I was like, it's like a grandma thing, like packs of stevia. People were like, yeah, yeah okay, cool. You're scaring us. <laughs> I had a woman at a nutrition workshop once in 2011, hand to God, I'll never forget it. She stood up after the discussion on sugar and she goes, if I can't put sugar on my strawberries, how am I going to make them taste sweet? And I was like, this, this is why I'm here. This is why I'm doing what I do because you get to this place where like your taste buds are so desensitized. You are in this fog all the time. Your Mm -hmm. energy is drained. You're not sleeping well. And that just becomes your normal. And until you do something like the whole 30, that shows you like an elevated kind of plate, like a level up of how you can live and walk around in the world, you're not ever going to bust out of that plateau. And you're just going to go about your life thinking it's normal to need sugar for your strawberries. Mm -hmm. Which are a fruit. (laughs) And really sweet. I know. That's what I said. Bless her heart. I know. Yeah, they are really sweet. (laughs) Turns out (laughs) you mentioned Chipotle. And um, I know in recent years, accessibility has become a major focus for Whole30. And I know that we have cauliflower rice in Chipotle's because of you. They are. Yeah. Which is incredible. And Whole30 approved meals, frozen meals in Walmart. Is that where they are? Wow. Yeah. Because of you. So can you talk about that mission and how that happened? Because it's very, very cool. It's it's definitely happened over the course of time. I think as I've evolved and expanded my idea of accessibility and representation and social justice, diversity, equity, and inclusion, the company has kind of followed along. You know, the idea of accessibility for a long time to me just meant that the Whole30 program needed to remain free. You know, the Whole30 is free. It's always been free. It will always be free. You don't need to buy anything but the food you eat to do the program. And I really thought that was enough. Like, you don't, you can just come to the program and and do it. And what I've come to realize over the course of the last several years in particular is that accessibility is a bit about far more than just like, is the material available to you? So if the only resources we're offering are these expensive Whole30 approved condiments without an alternative resource on how you can make it yourself at home for like a 10th of the cost in just five minutes, we're missing on serving a huge you know number of people in our community. If the only recipes we feature, you need a fancy health food store to buy the ingredients. If the only 
Whole30 approved restaurants we're offering, our, our higher end functions. Like we're missing people who need that accessibility, who are busy college students. They work two jobs. You know, they don't have access to a kitchen at their work. And so when Walmart approached us about doing a line of Whole30 approved frozen meals, we were like, yes, absolutely. Like we want to, we want our $4.99 meals in there. And also, can you please use like appropriately sustainably farmed and sourced like chicken? We want you to, to use chicken that's got this sort of certification that meets our you know animal welfare standards. And they were like, yeah, we can do that. So now we're, I feel like we're at a point where we're able to influence change on a couple different levels. You can now walk into any Walmart and buy a whole 30 proof meal for just like $4.99. And we're also talking to these bigger corporations like Chipotle and like Walmart like Applegate and and watching them like change their formulas specifically to serve the whole 30 community. They're taking sugar out of their bacon, they're adding cauliflower rice to the menu, they're sourcing sustainably raised chicken. Um and that's a really powerful experience for me, I think and also just for the community as a whole to realize that like people are listening to you. These big companies are listening to you and what you want through your whole 30 experience like that's that should feel really empowering. All right guys, let's take a break to talk about one of our longtime partners, friend of the show. We are talking about Sakara. Sakara is so wonderful. I can't tell you how many times I've been in a food rut, felt lack of inspiration, felt kind of gross with what I was choosing and just needed something inspired to restart my food habits and inspire me with new vegetables and new recipes. Sakara has organic ready-to-eat meals that are chef-crafted, made with powerful plant-based ingredients and are designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion and get your skin glowing. And if I may say so myself, gets your digestive system really moving. At the end of the day, that's my number one key to happiness. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. You can have their breakfasts, lunch, and dinners, and their menu changes weekly so you'll never get bored. And it's delivered fresh to your door anywhere in the U.S., which is so crazy because they started this company on the back of a bicycle. And it's just grown, and they have never, ever sacrificed quality. They've always just continued to evolve, add more stuff to their menus, and keep it fresh every time. And then they also have daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas that support your nutrition, help your digestion, help your skin. And they're just dope. They have a lot of best-selling things like their metabolism super powder, which is made with raw cacao, which is one of my favorite things. It works to boost energy, eliminate bloating, minimize sugar cravings, and reduce fatigue. It is so great at Sakara, guys. Check it out at sakara.com slash retrograde and then enter code retrograde 20 at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A dot com with code retrograde 20 to get 20% off your first order. If you were ever curious about Sakara, now's the time. It's Astro New Year. Let's kickstart it, guys. Let's get it going. Sakara.com code retrograde 20. All right. I am talking today, guys, about imperfect foods. You know, there's a thing in the world of grocery where if a food doesn't look good enough, then it just gets wasted. We hold our groceries to the same standard that we hold our bodies. We're body positive. We're produce positive, guys. Imperfect Foods is helping to create a kinder, less wasteful food system that embraces food of every shape, size, and physical appearance. Thank you, Imperfect Foods, for bringing our attention to the insanity that is needing to have a perfectly formed tomato. It's so insane. Every year, billions of pounds of foods go to waste because it doesn't live up to the strict cosmetic standards of grocery. We got to break this. Cosmetic standards of grocery stores should never be a sentence. 
Do I wish there was a way to prevent all that? Of course I do. Do I want to skip the parking lots, the crowds and the lines at the grocery store? Of course I do. That's why I love Imperfect Produce. All you have to do is sign up, create your flexible, personalized grocery plan, and then shop online each week to get affordable and sustainable groceries delivered directly to your door. With Imperfect Foods, grocery shopping fits seamlessly into your life, and every week is a tasty adventure. I love this so much. So head over to imperfectfoods.com and then use the promo code retrograde and you will get 20% off plus free shipping on your first order. That's imperfectfoods.com code retrograde to sign up and start ordering a magnificent array of produce to your house every week. Imperfectfoods.com code retrograde for 20% off your first order plus free shipping. All right, let's get back to the show. We know that you recently redid your first book. Can you speak to us about that or, or edited, updated yeah. it? Yeah. We did. Yeah. The first, the first ever Whole30 cookbook that we released in 2016 was a fantastic resource. People loved it. There are still some really beloved recipes in there, but having gone through as much work in the area of diversity, equity, inclusion, as we have gone through under the leadership of Dr. Carrie Coley, someone we brought on almost two years ago to kind of lead us in this area of people and culture and social impact. Having gone through so much of her leadership, I'd looked back at those recipes and I kind of cringed at how much cultural appropriation and and insensitivity I saw in the recipes that we had shared. So my publisher came to me and said, hey, we want to take this cookbook and we want to turn it into paperback. And I was like, awesome. Love that. It's going to be a cheaper price point, more accessible. I would also like to redo every single page of this book, going through every single recipe and every single word with a cultural editor to make sure that it's appropriate, respectful, that we go back and like acknowledge the history and origins of certain foods and certain ingredients, that we rename the titles and the recipe descriptions to make sure they're appropriate. And I want to change some language in the front too, around like the whole 30 rules, because my voice has softened a little bit. And Happily, my publisher was like, yeah, we can do that. All right, we'll let you do that. So we hustled. We did not have much of a timeline to get this done if we wanted to get it to print in time for the end of 2020, but we hustled. We brought on a cultural editor. We went through every single recipe, every single line. I dug deep into the research of like the origin of certain foods and received a tremendous education from this cultural editor. Dr. Coley and I rewrote the foreword and we released it at the end of the year in a format that like was largely the same in terms of the recipes that we shared, but felt very different. And I think that's the product, the project that I'm, I'm like perhaps the most proud of, of everything we've released recently is this like revised book that really nails in our integrity, the spirit and intention of where we want to go in terms of our social justice work. I love how the whole 30 is just this window into the evolution of I like know. diet culture and society. It's amazing. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I hope I we can. I have to say, as just a, like, our, I don't know how else to phrase it, as a customer of yours, as a supporter, as an evangelist of all 30, as a fan, to hear this is just so impressive. And it makes me so proud to love what you're doing and, like, love it even more. I'm, it's nice to hear it's really that. really amazing. Mm-hmm. You're really setting a tone and a call for all of us to really walk our walk. 
Well, I, I, we owe so much to Dr. Coley for coming in and like really leading the strategy and vision for this work. Um, we've, we never lose more followers than when we talk about social justice on our social media feeds. And there's always just this enormous <laughs> backlash of comments from people who are like, stay out of politics or stick to food. And I'm always like, no, literally, that's it. like, no, thank you. Literally. Of course. Our community does look largely like the three of us, white, a bunch of white women, but our community is so much bigger than people who just look like us. And so a lot of this language and these changes are designed to represent and acknowledge and make people feel welcome and seen and heard if you don't look like us, if you don't love like me, if you don't worship like me, if you don't have the same cultural background or history as me. So the people who are complaining are largely the people for whom the program was already designed for. And now it's like, you're complaining about the idea that we're trying to make it more inclusive and more welcoming for other people who aren't like you. And the pushback I always give is like, don't you want everyone to have this same magical experience that you've had? I'm sure there's um, listeners at home who are like, huh, well, 30, I want to try it. What are some like insider tips that you can, can grace us with for starting off? Okay. So the first thing is that you're only, yes, if you're going to do the Whole30, you want to remember that your only job is to put Whole30 food into your mouth. That is it. That is your only job. Don't worry about doing the perfect Whole30. Don't worry about eating the rainbow. Don't worry about making sure your plate is like the perfect rendition of our meal, you know, template. Is it Whole30? Put it in your mouth. That is the only job you have. And if you can keep it that simple, I guarantee your Whole30 will be so much easier The other tip I like to give people is plan and prepare more than you think you're going to need. Have more Whole30 emergency food on hand than you think you could need. Have on-the-go stuff like meat sticks and maybe RX bars and baby carrot sticks. Have food prepped in your fridge at all times. So maybe there is like a frittata or a chili or a chicken salad or stuff that you can like hard-boiled eggs that you can grab and go. Think about potentially stressful situations where you might be caught without food and like stash something in your gym bag or stash something in your car. You really can't, there's no such thing as having too much whole 30 food on hand for when you get stuck, for when you get stressed, Mm -hmm. for when you need something in between Zoom meetings. And then I think the third piece of advice I would give is just find a community, somebody or a group of people, whether it's online or in person that you can connect with for accountability, for resources, for motivation, for support, for tough love if you need it you know, just to realize that like, you're not alone. And that when you do the whole 30, you are a part of something that is bigger than yourself. And I want you to get connected to that and to feel that and like lean into the fact that you are now part of this thing that is there, you know, you're never alone. Everyone's been through it. They can help you through any sticky points, but just knowing that you have that support system can make a huge difference in continuing on with your whole 30 in times of stress. I will say that my whole 30 text thread was a very hilarious emotional journey from yeah. fuck, 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 fuck the prep to fuck, 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 fuck the sugar to, oh my God, I feel amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the emotional journey. And that's why it is so fun to do it with friends in a community because it's a reflection and yeah. it's a support system. And it's funny to look back on it. We have a whole 30 text message service now where I will send you a text two times a day, once in the morning and once in the evening. And I'll talk about what's going on during that day of your whole 30. And it is eerily accurate because I've watched so many people go through it. But like even just that text service where at the end of the day, you have to tell me, and I literally see these responses, 
did you stick to your whole 30 today? Yes or no. And if you say yes, you get like a fun little gift and you know, you go about your day. And if you have to say, no, you have to tell me that you didn't stick to your whole 30. Like for so many people, they were like, that was the difference. That's what like kept me on track was knowing I would have to tell you I didn't do it. And that felt really crappy. And I'm like, awesome. See accountability. It matters a lot. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, um, did it uh, January 1st, as I love to do, and dragged my boyfriend in, slightly kicking and scream- screaming. He felt so shitty the first few days, and I and felt awesome by the end to, to now, cut to now, to hear him talk about his process and, like, how great he felt at the end and, like, what was challenging and what he loved about it was so cool. I was like, oh, my God. I love when couples do it together because one of the things I say all the time about the whole 30 is that it's about food, but it's not really about food. And the benefits that you see in the whole 30 will spill over into every area of your life. And I would be shocked if there wasn't some aspect of your relationship that like didn't get better, that didn't deepen, where you didn't feel like a sense of connection through going through the experience together. I hear couples say- we spent more time together. Like we were more in, we were in the kitchen more together. We talked more about food and our relationship with food. Um, and all of those, you know, benefits come outside of just the physical benefits that you see with the whole 30, but there is this awesome spillover effect into just like how you show up in the world and how you show up with each other that I think is also really cool. Yeah. I also have to say that your um, I get your blog, your, your emails and you just have such a, a amazing voice. And I like how it weaves in principles of the diet, but also it's like a personal letter. And so I just, I think everyone should subscribe. Oh, thank to you. Yeah. That's my really newsletter. That's where I talk about stuff that isn't yeah. just whole 30. Cause I have like a lot of other things I want to talk about. So we stick to the whole 30 side. And then on my Instagram and in XOMU, I kind of talk about everything from like, I don't know, relationships, a lot of boundary talk. I talk about addiction recovery and self-help and a lot of like woo stuff. I'm super into the woo and crystals and energy. So I've got a good one coming out on Monday about uh, intuition versus anxiety and how you can tell the difference. So yeah, I talk about a lot of stuff over there. Final question, just because we mentioned there's just so many fun Whole30 available snacks and dressings and things. Not to pick favorites, but what are three things that you could think of at this moment that you're loving right now? Okay. So I have one right here. I am like obsessed with these kite botanical sparkling teas. They they have um, adaptogens. So this one's like ashwagandha and moringa. And there's like an, this one's unwind. So it's caffeine free, but they also have sort of a rise one based in green tea and there's like an align. So anyway, I really am into these. My favorite meat sticks right now, I think are from DNX bar. They are, um, they have a bunch of different flavors, but they have like a chicken, raspberry, and bacon flavored meat stick, which is just, if I'm, I kind of get sick of meat sticks quickly. So I have to rotate through and this flavor is just like absolutely incredible. Um, and then let's see, what's another like up and coming product. Oh, there's this new, we've got this brand new, it's like a pumpkin coated pumpkin seed and they're, they have some good Yum. kind of protein. I can't remember if it's pea protein on them, but they're basically just like a on the go kind of fatty snacky food called rocket seeds that are my 
hands down favorite. We're snacking on those a ton. So I take those on hikes with me quite a bit. Um, or if we're doing like road trips and stuff, so those are three eight. And so we're looking for ways to continue to include them. Melissa, oh, Melissa, was, wow. You're just the best. <laughs> really just a treat. Thank you. Aww. So a whole 30 approved treat, really. Um, yeah. <laughs> just, this is wonderful. Thank you for having me. Honestly, I learned so much more about the work you're doing and just love everything you're doing even more than when we started, which is just a joy. So thank you so much. You two are so great. Thank you. I'm going to bring you on along with my like hype girl. Oh, hype, yeah. My hype girls as I'm uh, going on tour or something. Yeah. Little do you know, we've been your hype girls this whole yeah. time. Now that we're meeting you, we're like, now we're your followers. <laughs> now we're in the cult before we were just... I'm honored. I'm honored. (laughs) Um, So where do you want people to, I mean, obviously Whole30, what is your personal um, Instagram or blog or where people can kind of do a deeper dive on the work that you're doing personally? Yeah, you can find everything Whole30 just at Whole30. So W-H-O-L-E and the number 30. It's like our website and Instagram and Facebook and all that other jazz. I am on Instagram at Melissa U. You can click the link in my bio and subscribe to my XOMU newsletter and any other offerings I have there. I have some podcast episodes. I'm not recording right now, but I've got about 35 episodes in the tank that have been really fun that um, are on a variety of topics as well. So you can find all of that at the link in my Instagram bio. Awesome. Check it Um, out. Thank you for being here so much. Thank you so much. This was so fun. Oh, wow. Loved that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So much. I also, I think I loved most her tip for staying with it, that all you need to really worry about is that you're adhering to Whole30 compliant food for 30 days. I know that that's like, duh, but it's actually the key to it clicking for me to like make it less hard in my brain Mm -hmm. in a really wonderful way. So we thought we would provide some Whole30 roses by way of little tips and hacks that we have hit over the years. And I'm also going to, in our newsletter this week, going to provide some favorite recipes and other like snacks and things that we love. We didn't do a newsletter last week. Oops. Because we were tired. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, sometimes you just need to take a week off. And we hope that everybody honors their system. When you're like an that. entrepreneur and your <laughs> assistant goes out of town, you take a vacation too because you can. <laughs> we love you, Haley. Yeah. Um, okay. So quickly, just a few things that help get me through Whole30 and beyond that I just love so, so much. A little snack that I make that I discovered that's Whole30 approved. Okay, so just Japanese sweet potatoes in general are God's gift to a Whole30 experience. Agree. And I discovered this the last time I did it. So I always roast, I cut them in half and roast them. So I just have them in the fridge. You take one of those roasted potatoes, sweet potatoes, Mm -hmm. and then there's this brand of smoked salmon that's Whole30 approved that they carry at Whole Foods. It's called Changing Seas. I highly recommend it. It's delish. But they make a thick cut cold smoked salmon. So it's like thick pieces. So it feels like sushi. Mm-hmm. You put that on top. Go with me here. Put no, that on I'm top so of the hungry Japanese with what you're describing. Potato. It, it's 
feels like sushi. It feels like you're having a sushi experience. It's my new favorite snack. Mm -hmm. It's so delicious. Mm -hmm. Also, Terry Turner's marinated onions are so good and so essential to have for everything. They're so great on salads and all that stuff. Also want to shout out our friend Danica has a Whole30 approved meal delivery service called Model Meals Mm -hmm. that delivers in Nevada, Arizona, and California. Nice. And they're really, really delicious. So those are just three little things that I highly recommend. Also, you can just make anything with a potato. You can make avocado toast. You can make them into little pancakes. You can make sandwiches. Like the potato becomes like the the staple of like the filling element of the Whole30. And so like the creativity with what you can do with the sweet potato is my favorite thing ever. Oh, yes. Um, another hack that I liked was like when I would go to sushi restaurants. So you can have sushi, but you can't have wasabi and you can't have ginger and you can't have soy sauce. But you can get chili oil and you can get sesame oil and you can make like your own little like dipping sauce. Okay. And white wine and white wine vinegar. So it it's like still flavorful, just like a kind of a different thing. Um, and then I also love the and I feel like I, I I do know of people who who pack some coconut aminos with them. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah. And then there's that. Anything that I can make taste like something else is my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> really, it really helps. Yeah. I, and then I think just as I said, like taking the time to set yourself up for success by like pulling some recipes, making sure the fridge is stocked having some snacks, mm-hmm. all the things that Melissa recommended. It really goes such a long way. And obviously our friends at Thrive Market, not sponsored, but um, anymore, they have a great section of Whole30 approved items mm-hmm. that are just amazing items to have in your pantry that will last you Whole30 and beyond. Mm-hmm. So it is something that has been so impactful in both of our lives. And to have Melissa here for this episode was incredible. So thank you, Melissa. I think that's the show. What a delight. In the absence of a live audience, I'll be providing the class for us from now on. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, guys. And uh, you can follow us over at So Retrograde on Instagram. If you haven't yet, we'd love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review this show. It means a lot to us. And uh, thanks so much. I'm Elizabeth Cott. And I'm Stephanie Simbari. And also don't forget to get your merch. Okay, bye. Bye.